0: into another episode of the Jude 3 Project Podcast. I'm your host as always, Lisa Fields, and I'm joined by a good friend of mine, um, one of my best friends, Mr. Michael Rogers. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the talking was, was uh, needed um, at that point. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I've... We've been on a series called um, The Odyssey in Hip Hop and we've had um, five parts already. Uh, The first was the introduction by me where we discussed Jay-Z and Sun Cry. And we talked about um, how Jay-Z in his song, not Sun Cry, um, Lost One, he raised the question um, talking about his um, nephew who died um, he kind of raised the question, you know, why the bad things happen? Um, he said some things can't be explained what caused it. Um, but in addition to that, we moved the next week and we brought another good one of another good friend of mine, um, pastor Jonathan Bennett. And he talked about, um, the problem with the problem of evil. And we used J Cole's song apparently. And J Cole, J. Cole said this line, um, there's no right or wrong, only a song. And so then the next week, we talked with Pastor Cameron Triggs um, and he, t- he discussed Kanye West, heard him say, and how Kanye was kind of raising these problems of everything happens for a reason. And um, he was kind of dealing with the problem of evil wrestling in that song. And then the f- uh, fourth episode, we talked to my mentor, Dr. Van Gaten, and we talked about the free will argument and we used um, Drake's um, song, You and the Six, And he talked about, um, his dad, um, and his mom and their relationship, trying to get his mom to come to terms and saying, well, you know, at least I've had this experience. Um, let's just call it even. And then the fifth problem, fifth installment, we talked to Reverend Darren Lamar Jones from the greater Allen AME church in New York. Um, he's the Christian education pastor there. And we discussed process theology and how process theologians try to deal with it. So we talked about it from Cam's perspective was the greater good that God is using all of all of the evil in the world um, for us for us to experience a greater good. Um, and then um, uh, Dr. Van Gaten was saying, well, the free will response well god because we have free will evil is a necessary consequence of free will um and then darren was saying well the process theologians response to the evil would be that um god doesn't know what we're going to do before we do it so therefore he's not responsible for evil he's reacting on our actions um and there's why evil is in the world so it alters god's characteristics in a sense so he's not all-knowing And because he is not all knowing, he's not responsible for evil. He's only um, trying to um, process um, and kind of in a sense evolved and adapt to the decisions that we make, Um, which is a whole nother thing in itself. Um, We don't affirm process theology here, but we just wanted to shed light on that perspective because especially in the African American community when most, um, Afri- a lot of African-American pastors, I won't say most because I, I don't have the um, statistics, but a lot of African-American pastors are trained in liberal theology and process theology is one of the focal points of liberal theology. So you need to be aware of that perspective as an African-American churchgoer, um, just as an African-American to know, okay, these are some things that people who may have attended a liberal um, seminary affirm. Um, and you know, you could ask that question and how do you feel about this? Do you affirm or you, you know, taught in a liberal theology and do you affirm process theology? These are questions and things you need to be aware of as a church guard, as a Christian, um, because when you submit yourself to leadership, you just need to know what the person believes. Um, so with that being said, I listened to this thing and I got listened to the series. I got feedback from it. And one of the uh, one of the things one of my friends said to me is, "Okay, I think this is good on an academic level, but what about the everyday churchgoer who doesn't really see apologetics as a necessity, or who doesn't really understand why we need to even wrestle with the problem of evil?" And I said, "You know what? I know the perfect person that I could bring on here <laughs> to talk about this." uh because he doesn't really too much care about apologetics um but he is a christian he's a solid christian uh but he he likes to read the bible and some other books he is educated but you know theology and apologetics isn't really his forte so i said man my good friend mike would be perfect to kind of play devil's advocate of why this matters for Christians. Why this matters for the everyday Christian. So Mike, when, when you listen to it, what, what were your initial thoughts? Because I know you have a lot to say. Go ahead.
1: Uh, again, hey everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lisa just went through her uh, summation. Um, I did listen uh, to a couple of the other episodes. Um, From this particular podcast uh, I'm usually listening to brunch culture Um, (laughs) Shameless plug But um, No uh, I felt that the information, the content um, That was delivered I felt like it was a little heavy (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, A a couple of the individuals that were on I do know um, They're pretty good They're solid I know of them um, they're solid, so I know that they weren't saying anything to steer me wrong or any of the other listeners. But I mean, I was like, "Gosh, that was that was a heavy fifteen minutes," you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, I, I don't know. It's just uh, I was telling Lisa we were having a conversation earlier, and I was telling her uh, one of the things, the conversations that I heard, um, they kind of made me go back to. Uh, I don't want to say the, the drawing board but kind of just made me kind of do a little uh, self searching um, and seeking to see why do I why don't I like to uh, <laughs> discuss uh, the, the theology and uh, you know the exegesis and ISA <laughs> all this you know the, the stuff that makes me like uh, cringe um <laughs> And, uh, I mean, to be truthfully honest with you, uh, can you be truthfully honest? Uh, but I I had to say, man, that, uh, I don't want, I, sometimes I find myself trying to, uh, be in control and, um, I am a control freak to a degree. And so I try to assist God. I never want to, um, encounter something that will shake my faith and cause me to ultimately, you know, like doubt him and like forsake him and go to hell. And um, so when I hear different arguments of, you know, process theology, you know, it's like, oh, God's like in my kindergarten class learning with me, you know, as I go, it's like. You know, God, you think this is okay? Like, is this good? Nah, I don't. I don't know. You know, let's just try it out. I I don't want to see God that way <laughs> at all. <laughs> I've been through too many rivers, <laughs> too many valleys for God to be uh, that. That that argument kind of like scares me. And um, I was telling her the thing, the reason why I try to back away from arguments and stuff like that. Um. <clears throat> is because you know you can drop these these nuggets that you've learned in school with professors and things of that nature on people like regular people and <laughs> you know not you, like you guys but uh people that are listening that may have gone to seminary um but like the regular common people like you drop you know process theology on somebody like that and it's like like you know you may have already kind of Grappled with that and realized that yeah, I'm not gonna believe in that hasn't shaken your faith, but you thought that in my pe- in my in my pan in my in my lake in my pond that might that that may mess me up like I'm messed up for a couple of weeks and I gotta get back you know back to God you know I'm doubting Him and like well dang God you know you learning with me I don't I don't want to do that you know because then you be been I don't I guess it's a sense of and it's probably seminary people listening they're like um uh, well you can uh well you would already been his like if you would have i guess backslidden or something like that then you never were his and i there are different arguments out there and i don't like to get into any of them (laughs) (laughs) i'm like you know narrow narrow just get me i think the salvation of people (laughs) Who were ignorant and had no idea of all these different definitions and terminologies. I honestly, that's what, I, that'll just keep you saved. Um, <laughs> but all this extra stuff of like really going in depth and everything. I just feel like it's too, it's too much going on and it's too much room for error. Too much room for me doubting. I, I, I want to go to heaven. <laughs> I don't know about people that's once save, always save. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I just want to make it in. That's all I want to do. I just want to make it in. So that's, uh, I guess that's probably why Lisa thought about me (laughs) when she wanted to do this episode because she knows I support her in June 3. I will come. I will give. I will give her monies. I will do whatever she needs me to do in that endeavor because I know it's a passion of hers. Um, but i am a pk <laughs> i'm a pastor's kid uh so i don't really understand why people go to seminary um <laughs> they are pks uh especially if you see <laughs> what happens like my parents really live the lifestyle so you know I, I i know the 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 members that have gone to jail that have uh sold things that are illegal um you know just drama up to the the everywhere just uh, just a lot of stuff. I know a lot of information that I didn't want to know. And um and then seeing my parents actually have to go through ministry with that. I mean, my parents been in ministry over 25 years, you know. So it has it, been a it, it, they've lived this. Um so I definitely commend Lisa on wanting to educate the African American population, Christian population. <laughs> um <laughs> on what else is in their Bible other than shouting and bucking. Um, but yeah, like this is this argument of good and evil.
0: <laughs> you don't <laughs> understand. But when you say, Mike, that you need to know it, because what if you encounter a person who's an atheist who's wrestling? Because this is one of the reasons I chose this subject first <laughs> is because there are atheists out there and this is one of their biggest of uh, things against God, this is what caused many people to leave the faith is saying, well, I can't when something traumatic happens, if God loves me, why did he let this happen for somebody who's been raped, who's been had their family member killed, you know, these traumatic experiences shake us at our core. And um, they test our faith. And people can't reconcile a good God with evil and so that's why I thought this was important so when you encounter somebody like that don't you think this is important or how 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 would you deal with that
1: I think it's important um <clears throat> uh, like I was <laughs> telling Lisa now I'm gonna be honest with you guys if an atheist comes steps to me and they want to have an argument or a debate about the existence of God um yeah I'm not the right person. I'm going to direct you to someone that can, you know, go back and forth with you. Uh, we'll have a conversation about God <laughs> and I can tell you uh, what he's done in my life and kind of uh, gracefully tap on the scriptures with you. Uh, but as it relates to <laughs> you wanting to go back and forth, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, that's not this. That's not what we about to do. <laughs> Now, you either want them or you don't want them, <laughs> but, but you ain't going to try to sit here and shake my face the price. <laughs>
0: so But wouldn't you say that that's a fear? Because, I mean... I say, yeah, hey, yeah. That's what... And I, honestly,
1: listening to this, I could say um, it kind of brought me back to that argument. A lot of times, if I if something is kind of like overwhelming, overwhelming thought, then... I just kind of like tuck it back in in the back of my pockets want yeah, I it. don't want to. no I don't wanna wrestle through it I don't um I guess an argument and I'll just kind of just throw it out there y'all can probably be like oh that's wrong and point whatever um <clears throat> but like I wrestle sometimes with if Jesus is so powerful then did in him dying is that a form of suicide to a degree? Because he could have like healed himself or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like you kind of, I don't know. I, I, that's something that goes back into the the <laughs> the vault of, of something that I would probably wrestle with. But um, do I believe that Jesus Christ rose? Do I believe that he died for my sins? Yes. Uh, the, the basics, I believe. And if you're going to try to argue with me about that. This is the end of the conversation I feel that it's important because I have been through Some major things that have shaken my faith In growing up in a household Some people think that Because you're a PK That I guess there's some extra Something advantage that you have Yeah, you do get access to the pastors But I gotta still decide Whether or not I wanna live this or not And I've been through some Some things that shook my faith That uh, made me not want to Read my Bible Um some some situations that I felt were evil harm was done to me mm-hmm. um, and I felt like I had the best intentions mm-hmm. and um at the pr- at that time, I didn't realize that God was doing something in in that situation mm-hmm. um but looking back on it- mm-hmm. uh I was able to see you know well god God did do that or he, he did open a door or he did make a way.
0: He used it. So yeah, you kind did, of went, went
1: contest with Cam. Yeah. Cam Cam even though it was heavy, Cam. <laughs> <clears throat> it was really heavy. The, the 15 minutes was heavy. Um but I, that's who that's more so the argument that I agreed most with. Mm-hmm. Um, that I identified with and I was able to kind of point out different things. Um but that's I, I think that it is important because people are losing loved ones. Mm-hmm. And but some of these loved ones that are being lost no you know no knock to people's loved ones being you know dying and passing and stuff of that nature but i mean who how else i I've been to funerals for people who like I would have never seen these these individuals who came to your your funeral or your homegoing celebration in the church in the four walls um and then being able to hear the gospel mm-hmm and
0: so somebody had to die, yeah. So some other people right. can live. That's, that's that's
1: a word, that's a word. Is that My God. you need some a, cords or
0: something? I'm a, I'm a bottled <laughs> up, <manifestation>. <laughs> <laughs> but God used their death, yes. for others to hear the gospel, yeah. and He worked that thing out. And you know, there are some things that like Cam was saying, gratuitous evil, which we see no benefit from them when He was talking about the babies being shot. Right. Um, see episode three if you want to understand about that. <laughs> um well, listen to episode three, not see it because it wasn't, it wasn't videos, audio, but so, but so you understand that there's a need to wrestle through this. Yes. You just have to make yourself wrestle through it.
1: Yes. Um, I, I was, um, kind of in a, one of my earlier conversations with Lisa, I was telling her that the reason why I thought it was so important, um, this, this whole, uh, this whole argument, this whole, um, discussion, this topic, um, is because, uh, in high school, I read, uh, a story, uh, it was a book called the Lord of the Flies. I
0: like that book, Piggy. <laughs> I that character.
1: And, um, honestly, you know, you start out with uh, a group of boys who for the most part seemed like they were well organized. They got everything together and, but slowly, but surely evil crept in mm-hmm. and, um, you know, They've gone from, you know, working with each other and helping each other and assigning roles to killing each other. Mm -hmm. And I just saw how I guess I I saw that we're not too far. America is not too far off um, from that, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not to make it a a race thing or anything of that nature. But I mean, people in general are being gunned down, Mm -hmm. are being killed, and we have to provide so much proof and evidence Um that God to, loves them. Yeah, yeah. And cares about um, them. Um that God loves them, that they mattered, mm-hmm. um that it was wrong that they were killed unjustly. Um and even in the sense of now living in a time where you are guilty until proven innocent mm-hmm. instead of innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Um it's just a different dynamic and I see as we get further and further away from God, God in the schools, um I I see how America is getting more and more um, becoming more and more evil.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I, I think the argument is important because if you're not a part of the solution, then you're a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world is not going to stop just because you say, well, it's not affecting me or I don't see why that's important. Well, regardless of whether or not you see that it's important or that it has value, um, it's still happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so and
0: you have to deal with the rough reality right. and to make you confront your fears because my testimony is that when I was in I didn't think about this stuff on a consistent basis until I was faced with it at the University of North Florida sitting in my religion class My New Testament class and it's taught by people who don't affirm the uh, authority of scripture and suggesting challenging the Bible and challenging um, a good guy, and all of those things were thrown at me, and then I was forced to think about it, and I didn't like to think about it. It made me cry. It made me frustrated. I didn't want to deal with it, but it tested my faith, and I, like you said, I don't like my faith to be tested because it's frustrating. Because your all your hope is in one book, mm. and if that book is is not true, then you have nothing to stand on yet. Yeah, because your hope, I mean, your hope is in Christ, but your the the validity of Christ's existence. It's, it's centered in that book, you know, the Bible. And so when the Bible is tested, everything is tested in your life because you center yourself. I'm reading the word, getting confidence from the word of God, renewing my mind. If the word is not true, then my whole life, I don't know where to go from here. And so that really pushed me. But at the end, every time you're pushed, your faith is strengthened. Because if you live in the, if you have a faith that's full of fear, You're not really progressing. You're held captive and you're in a sense regressing. So every time I push myself, I'm like, man, there's a season where I struggle with whether God was real or not. Through seminary, reading, I had to read. I had to talk to my professors. I had to work through my doubts. And at the end of that, my faith got stronger. And then there was me testing whether the word of God was true. Okay. I talked to my professor. I'm reading things. And each time I push myself. And each time I thought it was going to shake my faith in God, my faith grew because God is leading us and guiding us in all truth. And if we trust him and we prayerfully work through this stuff, then we will end up in truth because God is keeping us, not our knowledge. And so I think that's it. Would you agree that that's it? You know,
1: you said a whole lot, Lisa. No, no, no. (laughs) but, um, but honestly, um, And that's one of the things I do admire about Lisa is that whole, um, facing, facing, um, the fears, um, and conquering the doubts, eliminating the doubts. Um, that's one of the things that I think is, you know, that's scary for me because, you know, ultimately I don't want to go to hell, you know, and I don't, but I don't want somebody who... Like you you hear about the Carlton Pearsons and, uh, you know, different religious leaders that these are people that are reading their Bibles and they're coming up with these warped, Mm -hmm. these warped concepts. And then they just kind of just spew them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, you know, but you don't understand that there are people that are hearing this stuff. Mm -hmm. And now you're you may be possibly planting seeds. Mm -hmm. And so now these are some things that now I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. doubts that you've that, that weren't doubts before then now I'm like well God is that right or you know mm-hmm. and um, sometimes I make the joke with Lisa like when it's <laughs> somebody in, like ministry and they like really in error I'll be like see that's what that's what happens when you be reading that Bible too much I gotta <laughs> read less of my Bible Cause I tell y'all, these people be in their Bible all stuck in in their them four walls reading that Bible all day, and they be coming up with some interesting stuff. And she be <laughs> like, "No, Mike. that's that's why you need to read the Bible." <laughs> and um, like, <laughs> like be, and being um transparent, because I try to be a real transparent person. Um, sometimes I can come off a little Tina ish. <laughs> if y'all watch Mary, Mary, <laughs> uh she. Doesn't know how to really uh, <laughs> keep some. She, <laughs> she shares all. Um, so I do want to, you know, use wisdom in that. But um, for a, a, a situation did occur uh, a few years back and it shook my faith so strong, so strongly um, that I honestly I stopped reading my Bible. Like I didn't trust myself with a, with that book. Um, I felt like it was just I mean, this is the this is. God's word and he tell, you know I'm saying? Like, this is, this is where you get the direction from. And this is where you get your, the understanding of wisdom. And, you know, I felt like it was such a powerful book Mm -hmm. and I didn't trust myself with it. Mm -hmm. When I saw what people who called themselves in ministry were doing, um, and they were saying that they were using this same book. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, but I mean, I'm a PK you guys. So, I if I'm not in church on a Sunday or midweek, I feel awkward. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's just the, the religiousness uh, on the inside, you know, um, the routine, but um, I would make sure that I would be in every Bible study that my pastor had. Um, Every time he preached at a different church in the middle of the week, I would go Um, on every Sunday. I would go to every service. Um, I made sure that I was there. Um, uh, so that, because I trusted, I trusted my pastor mm-hmm. to, uh, break down the word. And then I would even, you know, sometimes I would venture out and I would actually read what he talked about at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those were big moments for me because I was having a really hard time with like, with my faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, so, you know, now, of course you guys, I'm reading my Bible <laughs> on the regular. <laughs> but um but honestly people are it just shows you that people are really going through real stuff um they're facing real evil Mm -hmm. and they honestly everybody doesn't um have a theologian in their circle Mm
0: -hmm.
1: everybody doesn't have that person that just know has this wealth of knowledge of the scriptures and is able to dissect it they don't have those people that are just there and ready and accessible and I thank God that I do have friends that, you know, are accessible with that. But this podcast really is an instrument in helping the word be more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, that awareness is being uh, given to people that we're in a fight, whether you got on your gloves or not. You are in the ring and you probably take have taken a few jabs already. Mm -hmm. and like you need to you need to wake up Mm -hmm. so um i think uh, i think it's really important um the the podcast is really important uh the argument is real it is (laughs) the fight is real and um yeah lisa (laughs) so
0: (laughs) as always we have a song like i said we use jay-z the first one we use J. Cole the second one. We use Kanye West the third one. We use Drake the fourth one. And for the fifth one, we use um Kendrick Lamar, um, Hood Politics. And um but all of them raise questions and those were secular artists, but there are is a Christian hip hop artist that I love named Andy Minio. And he deals with this in his song Death Has Died. And I wanna play it for you for this episode.
2: Forever. I hopped off the plane. My God, what a scene that I seen on that TV screen. People huddle around, hands on their mouth, not again. Same problem, it hit a new town. 26, dead, 20 of them kids. Where do you begin when some lives just ended? And everybody got the question if God's so good, how we let this happen? Is it mental health? Is it gun control? Is it we make superstars out of animals? Is it the movies we make? The no games, I don't know, but God, I want an antidote. All I know is this world is broken. Our sin is the reason it ain't like it's supposed to. Words fall short, trying to comfort the grieving. But you gotta know that it's hope to believe it. One day, my God, gonna crack the sky. He gonna bottle up every tear that we ever cried. From truth to every lie. Justice for every crime, all my shame will be gone. And we'll never have to hide. No more broken hearts, no more broken homes, no more locking doors, no more cops patrolling, no abuse of words.
0: So in this song by Andy Mineo, it's called Death Has Died. He says, I hopped off the plane. My God, what a scene that I seen on that TV screen. People huddled round, hands on their mouth. Not again, same problem. It hit a new town. 26 dead, 20 of them kids. Where do we begin when some lives just ended? And everybody got the question if god's so good how he let this happen is it mental health is it gun control is it we make superstars out of animals is it the movies we make the video games i don't know but god i want an antidote all i know is this world is broken our sin is the reason it ain't like it's supposed to words fall short trying to comfort the grieving but you gotta know that there's hope to believe in one day my god gonna crack the sky he gonna bottle up every tear that we ever cried bring truth to every lie justice for every crime all our shame will be gone and we'll never have to hide no more broken hearts no more broken homes no more locking doors no more cops patrolling no abusive words or abusive touches No more cancerous cells that'll take our loved ones. No more hungry kids, no more natural disasters. No child will ever have to ask where his dad is. No funerals where we wear all black and death will be dead and we lock the casket. And the chorus I think is beautiful. You used to make me cry, but one day he'll wipe every tear from our eyes. He'll come make all things right and we'll sing death has died. But until that day, it won't be forever. And I think that is the solution. Like there's all these problems. We we've explored the free will argument. And well, if we have free will, then evil is a necessary consequence or it's all working out for our good or the whole ideal of process theology. But reality is no matter if you come to the conclusion, when you're in a crisis moment, this argument is way more so emotional than it is logical. And I could sit up there and say, well, you know, your mom just died. Or your little son just died, you know, or you just got raped, You know, let me tell you about the free will argument. Let me t- nobody wants to hear that.
1: Nobody definitely wants to hear process. <laughs> Y'all at that point? <laughs> Do not say anything of that nature.
0: They want you to comfort them. They want you to be there and, and be in a ministry of presence and say you know, I can't identify with your pain, but I can sit here and cry with you. Weep with those who weep, more, with those who mourn. You know, that's what the word is. Comfort, uh, comfort others with the same comfort God has giving you. That's what Paul told the Church of Corinth. And so be comforters. And, you know, when people are wrestling logically on the other side of the emotion, then there's the logic that comes in and you're trying to wrestle with that. Meet them on the logical level with it when they're at the logical place. But when they're in the emotional place, just be there to comfort and 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 um, practice the ministry of presence and the ministry of silence. silence, and just be there because that's not the time for you to be logical and philosophical. That's the time for you to hug. That's the time for you to cry. And that's the time for you to say, man, I don't understand this with you, and wrestle with it with them. And then when they get to the logical, be there to give deal with that argument with them, but meet them at the stages they're at, because grief is in stages. And so meet them and deal at the stages accordingly. Um, but it is important that you wrestle with it logically. So when they get to that point, you could deal with that on that perspective. Uh, but we thank you for it, And I hope this series ministered to you. And I hope this closed, because we didn't want to leave it incomplete. We wanted you to get the full scope of why it's important, especially in the black church. We don't really go this deep all the time. Um... And we want to, you know, challenge us to think critically and push ourselves and face our fears to think beyond the things we're scared of, uh, but in a safe place and read the right things because sometimes you read the wrong <laughs> things, send you over to a different place you don't need to be. It's important to read the right things. We're gonna add a reading list to this to help with some good books that we would recommend to help steer you in the right direction and to give you answers and to be able to talk to people. So you won't have to run away that you will be like Jude, that you will be, that we would be as he instructed to earnestly contend for the faith. And as Peter instructed, always be able to give an answer for the hope that you have. We want you to be able to do that. Um, thank you for listening to the Jude three project podcast. We have a new series coming up called scandal. How to get away with sexuality, where we deal with um, sexuality in the media with a focus on homosexuality and how Christians are to respond to homosexuality. So you can hear all these episodes one through six at WWW dot jute3project.com you can subscribe to us on itunes by searching Jude 3 project you can follow us on twitter at Jude 3 project on instagram at jute3project and on facebook at facebook.com backslash jute3project until next week